This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Well, this Monday was the start of National School Choice Awareness Week. The goal is to raise awareness for all American families of all the academic choices available to them for educating their children grades K through 12. That could be public, private, charter, magnet, online, or homeschooling. Governor Kay Ivey has already taken to social media to post about this week. The governor says that she firmly supports school choice and says that providing all children, no matter their zip code, with a solid foundation in education is critical to the future success of our state. The governor also met with dozens of local students and parents that arrived in Montgomery on Monday to kick off the week. Ivy and State Representative Ernie Yarbrough both spoke at an event that was put on by the Alabama Opportunity Scholarship Fund. Yarbrough and Ivy plan on offering two separate bills in this upcoming legislative session that focuses on education savings accounts. Alabama Congressman Dale Strong is blasting the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Strong is a member of the House Committee on Homeland Security, which is currently in the process of impeaching Mayorkas for his handling of the U.S. southern border. The Stay in Mexico Act, it worked. I don't care which president was there, whether it was Obama, whether it was Trump, the Stay in Mexico Act worked process them, fuel up ice air, send them back to the country of their origin. I agree, Secretary Mayorkas is not the solution. He is part of the problem. He created this circus. He has failed to carry out U.S. law. 8.5 million illegals have crossed the southern border from 160 countries. They've come into our country. They're invading our country from 160 countries. Fentanyl crossing the border by planes, mules, drones. Child slavery slavery is rampant, and both sides of the aisle know it. 85,000 children illegally brought into America, and this administration says we have no clue where they are. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall is taking on the Environmental Protection Agency. Marshall is one of 25 attorneys general who are petitioning the Court of Appeals in Washington, D.C. regarding a new EPA rule. That rule would allow the EPA to reject states and their plans for mitigating air pollution under the Clean Air Act. A.G. Marshall is contending that the Clean Air Act was written for states to have the primary responsibility of cleaning up air pollution while also being able to choose their own reliable and affordable energy for residents. Under this new rule by the EPA, they want states to submit the plans to that federal agency so the federal agency can either accept or reject the plan. The petition is contending that the agency is exceeding its statutory authority in order to behave in an arbitrary, capricious, and lawless manner. The director of the Alabama Bureau of Pardons and Paroles is responding to uh, reports that two brothers are back behind bars after they were given an early release at the start of 2023. Director Cam Ward is talking in particular about the case of Bernard Abney, who was accused of stabbing a female jogger in Mobile just a few days ago. Ward says that Abney was released at the beginning of January 2023, but then re-arrested in February for not following the protocols for registering as a sex offender. Abney had been serving time for a rape from 2005. Abney was then released in the summer of 2023 after he had fulfilled his full prison sentence. Ward is pointing out that Abney was on the streets after serving out his sentence and not as a result of the early release laws that put hundreds of inmates out on the streets in January of last year. 
Ward is still in favor of the early release program, saying that it allows the Alabama Bureau of Pardons and Paroles to continue monitoring the inmates upon their release. And so far, it's showing signs of reducing recidivism from 30 percent to 10 percent. A retired lieutenant general is endorsing yet another Alabama candidate. Lieutenant General Michael Flynn has endorsed Garrick Wilkins, who is challenging incumbent Congressman Gary Palmer in the Republican primary for Congressional District 6. Flynn says he believes Wilkins will prioritize Alabamians over personal enrichment and bring a fresh perspective to Congress as a successful businessman. Wilkins has worked for 24 years in the automotive industry. Flynn recently endorsed Dick Brubaker for Congressional District 2. Brubaker is also a successful businessman in the state of Alabama. The youngest son of Martin Luther King Jr. has died after battling cancer. Dexter Scott King was 62 years old. He died at his home in California. King was the chairman of the King Center and Estate and spent his life protecting the legacy and intellectual property of his father. Dexter King was named after the Dexter Avenue Baptist Church in Alabama, where Martin Luther King Jr. was once a pastor. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the U.S. Supreme Court grants an emergency appeal from the Biden administration for them to continue cutting razor wire that has been put in place by Texas authorities along the U.S.-Mexico border. Border Patrol agents have been videotaped assisting illegal aliens through that razor wire by cutting it. This caused Texas to seek an injunction in the courts to stop the actions of the federal government. That injunction was granted by a lower court demanding that Border Patrol stop the cutting. Supreme Court Justices John Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett sided with the liberal justices in granting this emergency appeal that favors the Border Patrol agents. The case, however, continues to move forward through the appellate courts and will likely land in front of the U.S. Supreme Court as a full case. House Republicans have used forensic investigators to retrieve more than 100 encrypted files regarding January 6th and the investigation that was done by the House Select Committee when Democrats had the majority. Those files were deleted from computers by the Democrats before Republicans took control as a majority in 2023. The chairman of the House Administration Oversight Committee, Barry Loudermilk of Georgia, found out about the four terabytes of deleted files when he asked for the data passwords from the former chairman, Benny Thompson of Mississippi. Loudermilk is now demanding that Thompson provide the passwords for these encrypted files since they've been successfully recovered. Loudermilk also made a statement to Just the News, saying it's obvious that Nancy Pelosi and this House Select Committee went to great lengths to prevent Americans from seeing certain documents during this entire investigation. And Loudermilk also is suggesting that Benny Thompson and Liz Cheney engaged in obstruction of Congress by failing to preserve that information. Well, it's still the winter season in the Deep South, but things are heating up over in the state of Georgia when it comes to Trump and politics. A judge has now ordered that the divorce documents belonging to Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade be unsealed. The judge is stating that the previous judge improperly sealed the docs before holding a hearing. Wade is accused of having an affair with the Fulton County District Attorney, Fannie Willis. Both Wade and Willis are working on a RICO case against Trump for him seeking to challenge the 2020 election results in that state. The judge in the divorce case also deferred a Tuesday deposition that was set for Willis by the attorneys for Jocelyn Wade, who is the wife of Nathan Wade. The judge won't call in Willis for that deposition until after Wade is first questioned, and that's going to happen later this month. 
The attorney for Jocelyn Wade says that they will be wanting to question Willis since there appears to be no other reasonable explanation for the two traveling together to various locations across the country other than in the context of a romantic relationship. They say that it puts Willis in the position of having unique personal knowledge related to this divorce case. A defendant in the Trump case, Mike Roman, is asking for the dismissal of Willis's and Wade's entire case against him and Trump based on their improper actions and payments related to this alleged affair. Today is the New Hampshire primary election for both political parties. Donald Trump is gaining yet another endorsement from a South Carolina congresswoman as he seeks to win the state of New Hampshire from Nikki Haley, who is the former governor of South Carolina and who is now the last person up against Trump in the GOP presidential primary in New Hampshire. This latest endorsement is coming from Congresswoman Nancy Mace, who once even campaigned with Haley. Mace offered her endorsement of Trump on Monday, saying that she and Trump have had disagreements in the past and that she doesn't see eye to eye perfectly with any candidate, but that now is the time to unite behind Trump. On Mace's social media account, she wrote that, quote, to be honest, it's been a complete shit show since Trump left the White House, end quote. Trump has maintained a 19-point lead over Haley in polls done in the past two weeks. The latest one from Suffolk University and the Boston Globe Daily Tracking Poll shows that lead still there. The poll was conducted before Ron DeSantis pulled out of the primary race this past Sunday. The America First Legal Group is releasing some bombshell documents regarding their lawsuit and discovery against the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, which operates under the Department of Homeland Security umbrella. Remember now that CISA Director Chris Krebs declared the 2020 presidential election the safest and most secure in American history. The docs that are revealed from America First show otherwise. They show that CISA was well aware of how vote by mail was a major challenge in election integrity. By October of 2020, CISA had created a chart that I identified six major fraud risks associated with mail-in ballots. CISA also had evidence that COVID-19 was not so deadly or infectious as to require a departure from the standard in-person voting on one day. America First says that CISA then focused on monitoring and censoring those who kept bringing the mail-in ballot risks to light or into public awareness, including flagging Trump's own account on Twitter when he mentioned the big problems and discrepancies with mail-in ballots. CISA then went on to create the Election Integrity Partnership, which would continue censoring Americans' free speech after the 2020 election. America First Legal cited another attorney, Mike Benz, who has revealed how the EIP would create tickets for certain accounts that challenged the safe election narrative, and those tickets would then be sent to various tech companies so they could engage in further shadow banning or censorship of those accounts. The more we learn about gatekeepers and elites who won't allow everyday Americans to express their opinions or exercise their freedoms, the more we need those who are willing to stand up to global tyranny. So here's the rest of the response that was delivered by Heritage Foundation President Kevin Roberts while he was in Davos, Switzerland at the World Economic Forum's annual meeting. He was part of a forum and took on the elites who are there to determine how to rule the world and how to oppose Donald Trump. Elites also tell us that public safety isn't a problem in big American cities. Just travel to New York or Washington or Dallas, Texas. The average person will tell you that the lack of public safety damages not just the American way of life, but their life. President Trump will take that on. As we sit here, another supranational organization, the World Health Organization, is discussing foisting gender ideology upon the global South. These are practices that are under review, if not being rejected, by countries in Northern Europe. The new president, especially if it's President Trump, will, as you like to say, trust the science. 
he will understand the basic biological reality of manhood and womanhood. And do you know why? Not because of retribution, not because he's a dictator, but because he has the power of the American people behind him. And it's connected to Senator Portman's excellent point that in addition to needing a vigorous executive, we look forward to having the popular will inform both the House and Senate in 2025 to pass laws on all of those issues and many others. Ultimately, Robin, I think President Trump, if in fact he wins a second term, is going to be inspired by the wise words of Javier Millet, who said that he was in power not to guide sheep, but to awaken lions. That's what the average American and the average free person on planet Earth wants out of leaders. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 